understand shri narada uvacha etavad varnito guna bhaktya bhaktena nirguna pahradam pranantam prito yat manyo abhasata the great saint narada said thus lord narsimha was specified by the devotee pralad maharaj with prayers offered from the transcendental platform the lord gave him gave up his anger and being very kind to pralad who was offering prostrated obeisances he spoke as follows so very important words uh, are being used in this verse one word is in the verse itself that is nirguna and another word was prabhupada translated is transcendental platform so when we offer prayers to lord actually if you if you go by the understanding of the scriptures it is not that everyone is eligible to offer prayers to lord also in the sense that even if you want to offer prayers but we cannot manufacture our own prayers to lord while we are offering prayer. in the sense manufacturing means when we cannot glorify lord sufficiently by our own prayers secondly we can offer our prayers in terms of when we want to pay our gratitude towards lord and we want to say thank you to him whatever he has done but when we want to glorify lord we cannot do that sufficiently because we don't have any knowledge about lord that's why whenever we talk about glorification of the lord we offer some standard prayers offered by great devotees just like kunti marani pralad maharaj dhru maharaj gajendra so all these prayers we chant whenever we go in front of the lord so that we can glorify lord sufficiently because we cannot glorify lord by our own prayers so that's why we always chant the prayers which are receiving uh, from parampara that is from from the the great devotees of the lord so that's why it is mentioned pralad maharaj he prayed on the transcendental platform that means he was not in material platform generally when in conditional life when we offer prayers our prayers are not actually uh, on the transcendental platform that means it is it is contaminated by material modes of nature that's why we sometime people they go to temple and they ask many material things all they be praying lord but the purpose the main purpose behind prayers are not to satisfy lord but sans gratification so that is one thing that pralad maharaj was not offering prayers from material platform but on transcendental platform and second thing is very important uh, which is mentioned in the verses nirguna so this nirguna word is very important sometimes uh, when we whenever we talk about form of the lord this a uh, controversy sometime comes that how, how lord has a form how lord can have a form because a lord is transcendental so lord should not have any form this is a general understanding people have sometimes and uh, there are some religions also in which it is a offense to make a form of the lord that's why there is there they don't worship deities they don't have any particular picture of the form of the picture of the lord so they have some you know they worship some book some granth something like that but they will not make any form of the lord because they understand they have the understanding that lord if you make a form actually we are limiting him lord should not be limited by some particular form lord should be limitless so when we are of making a form of the lord that means we are limiting lord so that's why there should be no form of the lord and that's why they sometime 
say DT worship is not good. We should not worship DTs. DT worship is uh, not uh, the correct way of worshiping Lord. And that's why we see many Mughals also, they came, they attack Indian temples also. Most of the time, they, they harm DTs as well. But it is not the fact. Because form of the Lord, watch what generally people think and understand, is based on their limited understanding. That's why we should approach the Vedic literatures. And not all the religion also, not all the scriptures of the world also does talk about the form of the Lord. They may have some basic information which will talk about Lord, that Lord is like this, Lord is like that, or sometimes it is even not mentioned that he has a form. Some basic understanding may be there. But when we talk about Vedas and Vedic literature, it is a definite form which is mentioned in the scriptures about the Lord. There is no speculation involved there. Sometimes people also speculate. So there is a very famous so-called spiritual, spiritual leader these days, very famous on YouTube and other places. So somebody asked him about the form of the Lord. And this is the person who says that <clears throat> we should not read Bhagavad Gita. What is the need of reading Bhagavad Gita? Better you play football or you newspaper, you'll get more information. So these kind of people are there in this material world and they are spiritual leaders that they are, there, they are telling that we should not read any of the spiritual books. It's not required to read Bhagavad Gita now. So nevertheless, people are also want to follow this kind of people only because they don't want to read scripture. They don't, they don't want to take any austerity for higher purpose of life. And uh, they want to hear spiritual life from a person who is not a spiritual leader, genuine spiritual leader. And they, they, they want that there should be no harm in their son's gratification. So that's why they approach these kind of leaders and these kind of leaders also encourage them. Yes, yes, what is the need of reading Gita? You yourself are well qualified. Everything will manifest in your heart. And what is the need of reading Bhagavad Gita and scriptures? I have never read. See, I am so knowledgeable. You should also not read Bhagavad Gita and all that is not required. Automatic knowledge will come. This is the understanding people have and they will become very famous. Unfortunately. So this person, somebody asked him, about what, is, what do you think about form of the Lord? Something related to that he asked. So then he, he said that you are thinking that God has a form of uh, two hands and two, two legs like that. Because you have two hands and two legs. That's why you are thinking the Lord also has a form which has two hands and two legs. And if a dog is thinking about God, he will think like God is like me, like a dog. If a bird is thinking like about God, bird will think that God is like me. So because you are a human being, that's why the thinking God is like you. He has two hands and two legs. Otherwise, there is no definite form of the Lord. This is this understanding. Can you see? Unfortunate thing. And he is a spiritual leader. And people are following him. Lapse of people are following him. And he says that Lord does not have any form. And because you are thinking you are a human being, that's why you are thinking Lord has a form. Like you. <laughs> So that's why it is very, very important again, time and again to understand the Vedic understanding from a bona fide authority. Otherwise, people will end up understanding some different, have some different understanding. Different religion, somebody may say, why this religion is like that? Why this religion is not mentioning about the form of the Lord? If there is no mention of the form of the Lord. Yes, that's a fact. And that's how Prabhupada says, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says this thing. The different religions in this world that talks about the same subject matter based on the time, place, circumstances and the capacity, capacity of the individuals, those are going to have this knowledge. So yes, form of the Lord is there, but they're not being mentioned 
at that time in front of these people they were because they were not qualified enough to understand that of the lord so prabhupada gave an example of a child just like when we teach a child mathematics we said 3 minus 1 is equal to 2 and we never say 1 minus 2 equal to minus 1 because right now the child is not able to understand he does not have proper understanding the what is 1 minus 2 equal to minus 1 so for him 1 minus 2 never exists although it exists but for him it does not exist because he is not in the level at right now similarly form of the lord is there but right now those who are not qualified enough to understand they are in the lower understanding of spiritual life for them it is not revealed neither it is mentioned but if you again come to the scripture part of the vedas Upanishad, even Puranas, they talk about form of the Lord very nicely and not only some speculative information. Speculative information means, okay, you can imagine whatever you want. Just like recently there was, not recently, I heard somewhere that some temple of the Lord Krishna, which was uh, one of the temple in somewhere Mathura. So they, the priest in the temple, he uh, he was dressing the deities of Lord Krishna and one day what he did, he gave a mobile phone in Lord's hand. Instead of fruit, he gave a mobile phone. And one day I think he made him wear jeans or jeans, t-shirt, something like that. So that and all is happening because people have don't, don't have proper understanding of the Vedas. Vedas talks about definite form of the Lord, talks about what, what Lord looks like, what Lord wears, what is his jewelry Lord is wearing what kind of form he has, how he is smiling, everything is mentioned. So that's why there is no scope, scope, scope of speculation when you talk about Vedic knowledge. It is just that we have to take knowledge from bona fide authorized sampradayas. Then we can get forms of the Lord, understanding of the not only form of the Lord, his name, his pastimes, his activities, his father's name, everything we have. Prabhupada said in one of the lecture. Prabhupada said, you are talking about who is God. We can tell you not about what is God, we can also tell you what is his name, what is his place, where he is staying, what is his father's name, what is his mother's name, what is his activity, everything we can mention. Because we have a source of knowledge called Vedic literatures. And then when you talk about Vedic literature, Bhagavad Gita, you see so many times it is mentioned by Arjuna that you are a Purusa. He never says that you are impersonal. You are not speaking. And we can apply our common sense also. Nothing in this world is impersonal. Everything has a form. And when you talk about ourselves, we have a form. Our father has a form. Our grandfather has a form. And he, their, their father also will have definitely have a form. So when you talk about form of the Lord, there is no scope of saying that Lord is impersonal. Impersonal is a, impersonal is a aspect of the Lord. It is not that we, we, we don't say Lord has... Impersonalism, not impersonalism, is one of the aspect of the Lord that also we'll discuss. But ultimately, the form, the ultimate Bhagwan feature is a form of the Lord, where it is mentioned. And Upanishad also sometimes talks about form of the Lord, sometimes talks about impersonal aspect of the Lord as well. Because again, all kind of people they read Vedas, just like Veda talks about sometimes meat eating also, but the purpose is not to allow meat eating. But the purpose is to restrict. Person should not eat meat without any restriction. There should be some restriction. And ultimately, he should leave these things. This is the real purpose. Similarly, Lord has all the aspects. Lord has aspect of impersonal Brahman. He has aspect of Paramatma. And he has aspect of Bhagavan also. That means his full, full feature. 
So Vedas talks about all the things. Talks about impersonal feature of the Lord. Talks about personal feature of the Lord. Talks about the Paramatma feature of the Lord. Based on the person who is reading Vedas and what kind of understanding he has, what kind of desires he has, he will read that portion. Only. But Lord has both the aspects. But ultimately, the highest aspect is Bhagwan, which includes other two, other two as well. So the when talks about uh, Upanishad. Just like there's a mention from one of the Upanishad that Lord does not have any uh, have hands, but still he accepts whatever you give. Lord does not have any legs, but still he walks. Lord does not has uh, some other thing. Lord does not has uh, mouth, but he speaks something like that. It is mentioned. And lastly, it is mentioned that he is a Purush. Now, how to understand this thing? Both the things are mentioned. It is mentioned Lord does not have any hand, but still he accepts. He does not have mouth, but still he eats. He does not have this thing, but he still is doing that thing. He is running, but does not have any legs. And he is a Purushan. How to understand this thing? Because both the things are mentioned in the Vedas only. And the same verse it is mentioned. Now that's why Prabhupada replies this thing. That Lord has a form. But this Lord's form is not a form like you and me. It is a transcendental form. Transcendental means which is beyond this material conception. So why people deny actually form the Lord? One of the reason is we have this understanding that Lord uh, cannot be limited. That so they think that if you are making a form the Lord, you are limiting Lord. Just like for example, now if I am taking class here on Zoom right now, so all of you can definitely say with hundred percent surety that I am not anywhere else because I am present here. I'm still, I'm limited. I'm, I'm sitting right now here. I'm giving class here. I cannot be there at any other place right now, immediately. But in the case of Lord, it is not like that. That is a very important thing to understand. Lord's case, it is not like that. When you talk about Lord, Lord is simultaneously can be present in different places. At the same time, you can do different activities. And that comes you, when you understand this, when you want to take this understanding, then you have to come through Puranas. Pranas are the case studies of the Vedas. There is a principle which is mentioned in the Vedas and the case study you will find in Puranas just like about Lord Krishna. So when once Narad Muni, he wanted to see how Lord Krishna is maintaining so many wives, 16,000 wives. So he came and he just wanted to check what Lord is doing. So he saw there are 16,000 different palaces were there. And Lord has expanded himself into 16,000 different forms. And he was doing different activities. Not that all the forms are doing the same activity. In one place, in one palace, Lord Krishna is doing his daily rituals. He's, he's uh, uh, doing prayers or something. Or in other, another place, Lord Krishna is uh, with some managerial work, administrative work. In one place, Lord Krishna is doing something else. So on different places, Lord is doing different activities. The same Lord is present simultaneously in different form, different places. So that means what? When, when we talk about form of the Lord, it is transcendental. That means it is it can be present at many places simultaneously doing different activities. That's what it is mentioned. Advaita machutam anadi manantarupam adhyam purana purusham navayavanacha it is mentioned in Saita. That is Advaitam. Advaitam is non-different. Advaita Machutam, infallible. Anadi, limitless. 
Ananta Rupa, Lord has many, many forms. Advaita Machutam Anadim Ananta Rupam, Adhyam Purana Purusham Namayavanamcha. Now you can see, Purush word is used here also. It is not mentioned that Lord does not have any form. Adhyam Purana Purusham. He is the most, he is the, he is the oldest person. Oldest person he is. He is Purush. But Namayavanamcha is, is always young. Understand? Both the things are there. He's the oldest person, but this is his motion. Why it is how is it possible? Yes, it is possible in case of Lord. That it is, it is mentioned the spiritual world, Lord, Lord's age, Lord's grows till 16 years of age. After that, his body does not grow. His body is always like 16 years old. Body. He never goes beyond that. So that is his body, is not material, his body is spiritual. And he has a personal aspect. Is the impersonal aspect also, and he has a personal aspect also. I'm going to talk about meditation. This is also a very important thing. People think that uh, about deities, especially there's a class of people they called as impersonalist, or they think that Lord does not have any form. So they claim this thing that okay, why these forms are mentioned? Veda, Shiva, and uh, no Vishnu, Durga, Ganesha, Surya, all these things. So they say. You imagine any any of the this pancho for five deities, you accept any one of them because you cannot meditate right now on impersonal form of the Lord. You have to accept accept any one of them and you accept them, you meditate on them, and finally, once you reach to impersonal Brahman aspect of the Lord, there is no requirement of any more meditation. This is their understanding, but it is not mentioned in the scriptures. The scripture says, Jhana Gatena Manasha Pashanti and Yogina. That means yogi has to meditate on the form of Vishnu. It is not mentioned that you have to meditate on impersonal aspect. And even Krishna is in Bhagavad Gita. That the impersonal feature of mind is very difficult to understand. That means to meditate on my impersonal aspect of the Lord is very, very difficult. And that's why Shastra says, Dhyana Gatena Manasha Yogi has to meditate on the form of the Lord, Vishnu form of the Lord. 400 forms of the Lord, Paramatma picture of the Lord, and then he can advance in spiritual life further. So, it is not that a person who is, uh, who is advancing Krishna consciousness, he will not meditate on the form of the Lord. Definitely, he meditate on the form of the Lord, but the form of the Lord is not imaginative. It is not an imaginary form. It is a form which is mentioned in the scriptures and very, very authorized by the scriptures as well. So, what is Brahman? What is people generally say that impersonal aspect of the Lord, they want to merge into impersonal aspect of the Lord and Lord of the Lord. And it is very, very prevalent, especially in India. Then sometimes people say this thing, okay, ultimately all is one. Shiva, Brahma, Narada, ultimately everyone is one. You may have different understanding, but ultimately everyone is one. You can worship any form of the Lord. You can worship Brahma, you can worship Shiva, you can worship Krishna, Vishnu, you can worship Devi. You can worship this form, that form. Ultimately, everyone is same. And ultimately, we have to go and merge into the impersonal form. No. This is a wrong understanding. The correct understanding is, yes, these are the original personalities. And the impersonal Brahman of the Lord is one of the features of the Lord. It is mentioned again in the Brahma Saita. How Lord has a personality. And from Lord's body, there are many rays are coming out. That is called as impersonal Brahman. Which is a place where those people they want to go into merge into Brahman, they want to go into 
they want to go into merge into one of the forms um, lord's uh, impersonal race of the brahman they go and merge there ultimately it is mentioned that those who are going there they will not get ultimate liberation because there is no pleasure in that place so they will again come back to the material world aru prachena param padam patanti tada that means these people they will go and merge into brahman but they will come back again to this material world so that is not the ultimate liberation or ultimate uh, liberation from material world the person has to come back again so that is one of the feature of the impersonal brahman that is called sat that is eternal but there is no pleasure there is no ananda there there is no knowledge that's why they again come back in the uh, again come back to the material world there is no pleasure there but devotees of the lord this is the words i'm talking about in the shetasha upanishad it says now you see this words it, it is mentioned here apada pato javanograhita that means does not have any lacks fatigue javanograhita he accepts pashyati achaksha sarshunati atarna that means he sees but does not have eyes and he hears but does not have any ears savetti vedyam nacha tasyati vetta tam ahur agriyam purusham mahantam the word uses purusham so that's that means he is purush but he has all this qualification that means he does he is not a material purush like even he is transcendental purush who can do anything and anything now this brahma sahita is very very important literature which you will find uh, prabhupada also quotes many time and chaitanya mahaprabhu when he was visiting south india so chaitanya mahaprabhu he stood all over mostly india and especially he has gone to south india till the very end and he has visited many many places in south india there is a chapter in chaitanya charitamrita you will find that chaitanya they talk about the places visited by chaitanya mahaprabhu in south india so many places he went and he he established this purinim uh, of krishna this principle of chanting hari krishna mantra he established all over south india as well and uh, uh, he found one literature called brahma sahita in one of the temple in south india and it was a very very important literature for all the body vaishnavas body vaishnavism those are following prabhupada says it is actually a summary of shrimad bhagavatam shrimad bhagavatam is summary of entire vedic literature but brahma sahita is actually a summary of shrimad bhagavatam and brahma sahita was uh, not completely found not all the verses were found but some <coughs> verses were there which are available still that also bhakti sanam maharaj translated there is a book brahma sahita prabhupada uh, spiritual master bhakti sanam maharaj translated that book and that book prabhupada has allowed us to read of bhakti sanam maharaj not any other book but this book we can read prabhupada has allowed so in that brahma sahita which is the prayers spoken by lord brahma when he realized the form of the lord by doing so much of meditation and tapasya he saw the form of the lord and then after that he is offering his prayers and uh, these are the very important prayers in brahma sahita you will find what is the position of krishna what is the position of brahma what is the position of durga what is the position of ganesha what is the position of shiva what what is uh, moon what is sun and what is impersonal brahman who is vishnu very nicely it is mentioned in brahma sahita all these things are there in brahma sahita but the catch is when you read brahma sahita written by bhakti sanam maharaj <laughs> so it is uh, not in a very easy language to understand so bhakti sanam maharaj 
when he used to write, he used to write a very scholarly language. Even you read Brahma Sahita, you understand. It is not easy to understand. You may have to refer dictionary many, many times when you read books written by Bhakti Maharaj. And he was speaking on that level only, on scholarly level. He was a great scholar. He used to, people used to call him walking encyclopedia. He was such a great Acharya. So he has written that commentary on Brahma Sahita. And so that is the verse you will find word from the Lord. It says, Ishwara Parma Krishna Satchidananda Vikraha Anandiradir Govinda Sarva Karana Karana. Clearly mentioned Krishna, whose name is Govinda, is the supreme Godhead personality. And he has eternal spiritual body. He is the origin of all. He has no other origin and he is the cause of all causes. That means he has an eternal blissful spiritual body. He has a body. He is not formless. But his body is blissful spiritual. Ishwara Parma Krishna Satchit Ananda Vidra. Sat means eternal. Chit means full of knowledge. And an Anand means full of happiness and bliss. So Krishna has a form which is full of Satchit Ananda Vigraha. And Anadiradir Govinda he is the cause of all causes. And is Sarvakarana Karana. He is the cause of everything. That is mentioned in Brahma Saita. And it is talk about in person Brahman. Again, Brahma Saita. Yasya Prabha Paravato Jagadan de Koti Koti Swashesh Vasudadi Vibhuti Vitnam Tad Brahma Nishkalam Ananta Mashesh Bhutam Govinda Mati Purusham Tamaham I worship Govinda, the primeval Lord, whose effulgence is the source of the non differentiated Brahman mentioned in the Upanishad. So, can you see here directly it is mentioned? The Brahman, the Brahma Jyoti, for general people think is the ultimate thing, is nothing but effulgence which are coming out from the body of Lord Krishna. It is an effulgence which is coming out of Lord Krishna's body. Being differentiated from the infinity of glories of the mundane universe appears as the invisible, infinite, limitless truth. So here it is clearly mentioned that this Brahma Jyoti is one of the effulgence which is coming out of the body of the Lord. It is not ultimate thing. And Venum Konantam Aravinda Dalaya Taksham Barahavatam Asitam Kudasundarangam Kandarpa Koti Kamini Avishesha Shurvam Govinda Madhi Purusham Tamaham Bajami. I worship Govinda, the premier Lord who is adept at playing on his flute, who has blooming eyes like lotus petals, whose head is bedecked with a peacock feather, whose figure of beauty is tinged with the hue of blue clouds, and whose unique loveliness charms millions of cupids. So again, clearly it is mentioned what Krishna is doing, how he is holding fruit, and in many, many other places also it is mentioned. So Lord has many, many forms. That's Lord Ramchandra, Rama, Murti Shukala, Niyamayinathistan. He has many, many forms, many, many incarnations. But ultimately, the original form of the Lord, which devotees would like to worship generally in our Sampradaya, especially God image Sampradaya, it is called as 200 form of the Lord. That is uh, when he's playing a flute. So, uh, when we read Bhagavad Gita, 11th chapter of Bhagavad Gita, talks about the universal form of the Lord, where Krishna is actually telling Arjun how everything in this material world is nothing but Krishna's energy. That means this universe is also one of the form of the Lord. And that's how he mentioned that he shows Arjuna entire universe in his form. It's a gigantic form where everything is mentioned 
uh, when you read 11th chapter of Bhagavad Gita, we will find everything is mentioned. So much so that Arjuna become afraid by seeing this form of the Lord. And then he, he actually requests Krishna kindly come back to your original form. So then Krishna first, first come to 400 form, that is Vishnu form. And finally, when he again requests, then Krishna comes to 200 form, that is his original form, where Krishna is playing flute and his body is curved from the three places. And his body, three places are curved. And there is a, generally you will see the deities of Krishna in the temples. We will find in this form of Iskon temple and other body Vaishnava temples. Generally, you will find Krishna's deity in this form, where he is playing flute and his body is actually bent in the three places. So this is the form which devotee likes to worship. They do not like to worship personal Brahma. They do not like to worship Paramatma feature. And do not like to worship the... And they do not like to worship any other uh, speculative way of worshipping Lord. Ultimately, they want to worship the authorized form that is Sham Sundar form. Dvibhut Sham Sundar form. That is devotees they like. And this form of the Lord is very, very important. Why it is important? Because... It is not only talk about form of the Lord, it also talks about the activities of the Lord. How Lord is doing different activities with his devotees. So if you, if you think Lord is in person, in person think what activity in person will do? What activity light will do? Light cannot do any activity. So there's a and there is a person of the, there is a form of the Lord, and the form of the Lord is doing different activities with his devotees. So when you ask a person that if Lord is impersonal, ultimately, then why so many activities of Lord are mentioned in the scriptures? People don't have any proper idea. They may say these are stories, these are mythologies. No. Why, why it is mythology? Do you think a person will write mythology in that way? So many things are mentioned about Lord. If you read Bhagavatam, everything is mentioned in the spiritual world. Not only, not only about Lord, about his devotees, his place of stay, and his activities in that place and the activities of the residents of that place. Everything is mentioned in the Bhagavata. How they are, what they are wearing, how they are flying, what activity they are doing. Everything is mentioned. So do you think all these things are imaginary? No. Ved Vyas, one side when he is writing such an exalted book of knowledge, Srimad Bhagavatam, which is the crux of entire Vedic literature. Amalam Puranam, it is mentioned. And Bhashyam Brahma Sutranam, it is the commentary of Vedanta Sutra. So when Ved Vyas is writing commentary Vedanta Sutra, do you think he will mention something imaginary? No. It talks about the highest understanding of understanding of in the aspect of Lord. That is Bhagavan understanding, which you will not find very easily. So he understands, he, he explains everything in person from the Lord, Paramatma feature, and finally Bhagavan feature of the Lord. So that devotees can understand everything very nicely. And when you understand the, the Bhagavan picture of the Lord, you automatically understand the Paramatma picture and Brahman picture of the Lord. Just like in 100 rupees note, there is a 10 rupee note also, there are 10 rupees also and 50 rupees also. So similarly, when a person reaches to the Bhagavan picture of the Lord, automatically he gets understanding. Because Lord himself reveals to that person. That's why those who are impersonalists or those who are non-believers, does not believe in the Puranas, they will never understand the form of the Lord. Krishna interest in Bhagavad Gita. Naham Prakash Sarvasa Yoga Maya Samabhuta. That is, I am not exposed to everyone. Not everyone has a uh, right or access to my form, personal form. Not. It is not possible for everyone. So I am not exposed to everyone. Naham Prakash Sarvasa Yoga Maya Samabhuta. So Krishna or Lord Krishna is not 
exposed or experienced by everyone, even when even in DT form also. Prabhupada says until a person is very advanced in spiritual life, he cannot stand in front of deities for a long time. That's why you would have observed when time you go to temple, people will go just in front of the Lord and this maybe for 10 seconds or 15 20 seconds they will and after that they will keep on seeing here and there. They were seeing the click the photographs of the temple, but they will not sit in front of the Lord or not stand in front of the Lord. And Lord is the main thing in the temple. If you are not focusing on the Lord, then why are you going to temple? The deity of the temple is the owner of the temple. Prabhupada says, when we stay in temple, we are worshipping deities. They are the master of the temple. The devotees are the servant of deities. They are serving Lord. So, we are going, at play, going to a place and meeting the master, but here instead of meeting master, instead of focusing on master, we are focusing on many, many things. So, that means person is not spiritually advanced if he is not able to stand in front of deities for a long time. So, when it happens, when a Krishna himself reveals to a devotee, and when a person, Krishna reveals to someone, then automatically everything becomes very, very clear for a devotee. It is, Prabhupada says, that the process of Krishna consciousness is so nice that if a person is sincerely following this process, everything becomes progressively, progressively clearer. That means the understanding you have today about Krishna consciousness, if you are sincerely following, your understanding about Krishna consciousness will be very nice and clear tomorrow. And then day after tomorrow. And then we are we are able to follow years after year. Our, our understanding of Krishna consciousness will become clearer and clearer. And time will come that all the doubts will be cleared. That's what Arjuna says Bhagavad Gita. That means whatever doubts I have, everything is clear now. And Karishe Vachana, I will do whatever you will tell. Krishna, whatever you are telling, I will do the same thing. I don't have any doubt right now. So devotees understand when he follows Krishna consciousness, he comes to a stage where there is no doubt. There is no doubt what should I do now? What should, what should I uh, do this activity? Should I do that activity? Everything becomes very much clear. And when a person becomes pure devotee, Lord personally guides the devotee. Nothing happens by chance in a devotee's life. Lord personally guides the devotee who is a pure devotee. But again, it depends on our sincerity. Krishna also says, So I reciprocate as per the surrenders of the person. So if you are 100% surrendered to Krishna, that's the purpose of Bhagavad Gita Krishna. So if you have faith on that statement of Krishna and we fully surrender to Krishna, then Krishna also will be fully surrendered to us. But if you have some percentage, <laughs> Prabhupada says that if you have a percentage calculation, 50% for Krishna, 50% for myself, or 50% for me, 50% uh, 30% for Krishna, 20% for family, 20% for country, 10% for society, like that, Krishna also will reveal accordingly. So if you if you are there 100%, Krishna is there 100%. If you are 50% for Krishna, 50% for family, 50% for country, like that, Krishna also will say, okay, this person is right now 100% not ready. So let me give that much understanding only because he is not willing to understand or maybe not eligible right now. So it depends mostly on us also. And Prabhupada says this thing very nice. If you have read this book, Nectar of Instruction, in that book, Prabhupada writes on the preface, introduction of that book, that and it should be a very important statement for all those who are willing to advance in Krishna consciousness. Very striking statement. Prabhupada says advancement in Krishna consciousness depends on the 
attitude of the follower very important thing when we talk about attitude attitude is a different thing it is not about success or failure attitude means what is my attitude towards krishna consciousness how much i am trying how much value i have given to krishna consciousness and in that endeavor i may fail also just like we were discussing in the last session that lord is so merciful that even if we sincerely try lord will give us the credit of success let's you are trying to chant hari krishna mantra but you are not able to hear properly because of many other thing maybe you think that i have committed some offense or definitely it happens when you commit any offense towards a vaishnava knowingly or unknowingly all chanting will be disturbed krishna consciousness also will be disturbed but if you are trying sincerely although you are not successful but you are trying your level best to get up and follow again then krishna will give us credit okay this person is trying let me give him credit because he also understand his kalyuga is a very very dangerous phase it is not easy for a common person to follow krishna consciousness in this age because so many allurements are available in the market as soon as you just go out many entire maya's world is available for you waiting for you to bring you down so krishna also understand so till the time person commits a vaishnava offense krishna does not take away spiritual life but as we understand we do vaishnava aparad then krishna does not tolerate so we should be very very careful of doing vaishnava aparad we should not knowingly and knowingly do any vaishnava aparad vaishnava aparad is very very dangerous for spiritual life but otherwise if person tries to try sincerely trying to follow krishna consciousness then if his attitude is proper that i wants to i want to please my spiritual master then his success is also will show spiritual life so uh, the understanding is lord is a person he understand our feeling he understand our desires he actually is their paramatma so he knows everything nobody can do duplicity to for towards paramatma in the sense my in my heart something else is there and i am speaking something else it happens many times when a person is not mature in krishna consciousness he tries to cheat devotees also in the sense he will not tell the truth he will tell something else something else is happening and he will tell something else so ultimately yes in the for the time being you may tell that i have done something the devotee is not aware and i maybe i have cheated also devotee but who is getting cheated we don't know and definitely we are the persons getting cheated if we tell blind to devotee because parmatma in the heart he notices everything he notices everything every single activity is getting noticed so he is a person he has emotions and he understands our understanding also so if uh, a devotee should be prabhupa says also a devotee should not do any diplomacy the diplomacy is one of the characteristic of a conditioned soul every duplicity means i will not reveal something i will not tell something which i feel uh, but ultimately we kind of a harm for my future for my sense gratification i will not reveal that so that is called as duplicity but duplicity is not good for for a devotee he will slowly come down it is one of the weeds which a devotee has a person has caused caused duplicity we should not have duplicity lord has a form lord understand everything lord accept our emotion whatever problem we have we simply try to remedy to the devotees then krishna will guide some or the other this way or that way we will get guidance also we should have that much fear so final understanding is lord as a form and so his form is not 
is not material transcendental form and in the transcendental form also has many many forms advaita machutama adivartha but his form which devotees would like to worship or the uh, form which is very very dear to devotees are is 200 form of the lord that is called as uh, sham sundar form where krishna is holding a fruit and is playing fruit and with radharani shiva radharani is standing and his body is covered with three places on three places that is the form of the lord which devotee worship and there is no difference between now fair form of the lord and name of the lord so if a person is chanting hari krishna mantra sincerely he is also having the same you can have same realization of the form of the lord which otherwise uh, a person goes to temple and wait happen so if you chant sincerely prabhupada says that everything will be revealed krishna's name krishna's form krishna's past time krishna's activity everything reveals started revealing to a person but that is that a person chant offenselessly continuously when we chant offenselessly then slowly we can reach to a platform where all the thing is revealed to us not artificially but automatically start revealed to us so we should chant sincerely sincerely try to hear every word try to chant offenselessly for that effort is required please understand nothing comes by its own if you are not trying to aspire for that thing that's like last time we discussed aspiration of a devotee so if you are not aspiring at all why lord will give lord will see this person not aspiring at all so we should aspire for it krishna please give me this understanding that that one day i will chant your name without any offense one day i will chant your name in ecstasy one day i will chant your name with full faith that i will expect accept that your name and you are not different yes so we should aspire for that not only aspiration required we should show our sincerity in our endeavors not that okay prabhu krishna i one fine day you should come on my tongue and i'm just not doing anything no we should try our level best and then by seeing our effort krishna will be happy and then he will send 